You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. (laughs) Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a wonderful football Wednesday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos, it is Ken Barkley, and it is you here with us on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. And for the people watching the show on Stadium right now, it is great to have you. And we've got a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way. Three hours to go in the show, but two hours coming up on Stadium. The coach, Dave Wanstead, is going to join us in just a moment. We'll talk Championship Sunday with Coach and the uh, the comings and goings around the National Football League, of which there are many right now here in the middle of uh, the carousel turning for both NFL coaches and NFL general managers. Pete Prisco from CBS Sports stops by in 20 minutes. We'll do the same with Pete. Always love having our friend Pete Prisco on the show talking National Football League. Jeremy Roenick stops by in 40 minutes. Hockey legend, co-host of the uh, the Snipes and Stripes podcast talking the National Hockey League. Can't wait to welcome Jeremy Roenick to the show. Uh, among other things we'll discuss with JR, the Red Hot Edmonton Oilers, winners of 14 consecutive games. Ryan Noonan will join us as we move along. Matt Moore will join us as we move along. We're going to give you our thoughts on the updated side and total markets for Championship Sunday, AFC title game in Baltimore, Ravens and Chiefs, NFC Championship game in San Francisco, Lions and 49ers, and of course, all our bets for tonight coming up at the end of the program. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity here in our two stadium hours on this Wednesday is the coach, the great Dave Wanstead. Honestly, it's been too long since we had coach on the show, so it's awesome to welcome him back to the program. Former NFL and college football head coach, 670 the score in Chicago. NBC Sports Chicago, and the Big Ten Network. He's all over the place, and he's great, so we absolutely love it. On Twitter, at Coach Wanstead. Coach, welcome back to the show. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. Happy Championship Week in the National Football League, my friend, to you and yours. Yeah, same to you, Nick and Kenny. It's always uh, always fun coming on with you guys. I, I really enjoy it. You guys do a fantastic job. Uh, boy, you got a full lineup today. I was listening to that. That's <laughs> Jeremy Roney's not going to talk about the Blackhawks. He's going to talk about Edmonton. I thought he'd be talking Blackhawks. Come on. You know, tell him I said that. <laughs> Coach, I mean, you know, all due respect to the Chicago teams, like kind of a kind of a rough year for the Black. Like, do you still follow the Blackhawks despite the year they're having? I do. I mean, you know, Connor Bernard, how, how can you not follow them? I mean, they got the, uh, the next coming of uh, Sidney Crosby, right? 
I mean, the kid's fantastic. He's fun to watch. Hopefully, hopefully he gets back in the lineup. I think they could probably use him, right? An upcoming schedule, a little, uh, little tough too. And I think, actually, I think that's who Edmonton has next, just to kind of tie those two teams back together. We Obviously, we want to ask you about both games coming up this weekend, Coach, but we had some breaking news, like right when we went on the air. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it. So, I, I mean, I can just yeah, kind of tell you what's, uh, what's being reported, that Vic Fangio, I, I know you know, but for people who don't know, is the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, or was the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, is being allowed to leave his position to be closer to his family, and he is believed to be uh, close to accepting a job to be the defensive coordinator of the Eagles. So we know the Eagles were looking for new coordinators. Looks like Vic Fangio might be the D.C. for Philadelphia next year. What's kind of your, your first reaction to hearing that news? Well, it is a surprise, uh, Kenny. It's a surprise. There's no question. I know Vic, you know, Vic kind of comes from the era that I coached in. Uh, no one does it better than Vic. And they had a good year. They were wiped out by injuries this year at Miami. It sure as heck wasn't scheme. I'll tell you what, they got better. If you were going to look around the league and said, you know, there's always teams that improve and teams that get worse as the season goes on. Well, the Miami Dolphins got better and better and better. It's a shame that, that they had so many guys hurt. I think six starters on defense. Uh, yeah, the personal part of it, I don't know what's all involved in that. I, uh, uh, you know, he was, Dick was up there helping out now, right, before he took the Dolphins job. That year he sat out. So he has been around that organization from a head coach's standpoint, ownership standpoint, general manager standpoint. So it's not like he's walking into something totally blind. He knows what he's getting into from a player standpoint. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, I, and I don't know, but Vic just feels like that's a better fit for his family and for him. It's, it's uh, a hit I'll, for the Dolphins. I, I, I promise you that, guys. It's a hit for the Dolphins. I'll, uh, I'll say this so Coach doesn't have to. Pretty, pretty big upgrade going from Matt Patricia to Vic Fangio. Those are my words, not Coach Wanstead's words. I think if you're an Eagles fan, you gotta be you got to be pretty excited. Coach, fascinated to get your thought on the moves that, that the Chicago Bears have made. First, like deciding to retain Matt Eberflus, um, parting ways with Luke Getze, Shane Waldron, former Seahawks offensive coordinator, will be the Bears' new offensive coordinator. And kind of the question now becomes... Are they going to draft Caleb Williams or another quarterback first overall and trade Justin Fields or keep Justin Fields, trade that pick for another bounty like what they got last year for Bryce Young, except probably better because Caleb Williams is viewed to be a better prospect than Bryce Young was. So, Coach, your thoughts thus far on the offseason for the Chicago Bears and kind of like what, it, what, what do you think Ryan Poles and company are going to do with that first overall pick? Well, first of all, I am Matt Eberflus deserved to be back this year. I mean, he he took when he took over the defense, they went from a bottom ten to a top ten defense. Uh, he made philosophy changes during the season from playing more man, blitzing more, uh, did some things you know that aren't talked about much that I thought really did a great job with the defense. So. And, I, and I'm told that he will call the defenses next year, even if they go out and probably name somebody within or bring somebody in as a coordinator. That was kind of part of the deal, I think, of him coming back. Offensively, you know what? All I know, I know Luke Getzey very well. They're Pittsburgh guys. Luke was on my staff for a year. And I can just tell you this. When he took the job, there was times when the Bears had more penalties than they had rushing yards. And he came in, and the last couple of years, they've been top five in the league in running the football uh, and Justin Fields made some progress. He, you know, he is what he is. I don't think it's enough progress. I think when, even though that there's a lot of talk right now, Caleb Williams 
uh, you know, what type of person is he? Is he would he fit into Chicago? All those conversations. I don't. Ha- I write the guy's talent. All you got to do is look at Caleb Williams' numbers. Ninety touchdowns the last two years. I mean, ten or eleven interceptions. I mean, the guy's numbers are off the charts. And uh, you know, he's got three months to really sell himself. And by that, I mean. You know how these college kids go. They get into interviews. They come on. They talk to the owner. They talk to the GM. And Caleb's a sharp guy. He's going to be dressed right. He's going to say the right things. Uh, I think Bears fans are going to be really excited to uh, to get Caleb Williams. And I think they trade Justin Fields. Even though, even though I'm a Justin Fields guy because I like running the ball, play action pass, and rolling them out. But uh, – Apparently they made the decision that, that that's not that they can't do that effectively enough or whatever. So, coach, those are obviously some some moves that have happened already. You know, in terms of the coaching staffs, right? With the Bears, we talked about Fangio. There's there's a couple kind of moves in the the coaching carousel still spinning that that haven't happened yet, and where people are just really curious and where some guys are going to end up. And and Bill Belichick is obviously kind of top of that list. What's what's just your best guess right now? Doesn't have to be inside information. Just you you know you see everybody taking interviews. You see some of the jobs that are open. Atlanta has interviewed him a couple of times, for example. Uh, what's your best guess for what Bill Belichick does? Is he coaching on a team? Is he out of football? Is he a president? Is he a football operations guy somewhere? Where's Bill Belichick next year? Well, I'm surprised that when you say second interview for Bill Belichick, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm surprised that Bill would go for a second interview, honestly. Now, I thought Atlanta would have happened real fast because, Bill, Bill, uh, the new age coaches and the new age GMs, they would have a tough time with Bill. Bill's going to do things his way, which are a successful way. We all know that. And Rich McKay is the guy in charge of football uh, for Arthur Blank at the Atlanta Falcons. Rich McKay comes from the same era myself, you know, the Bill Belichick, the Pete Carroll era. So those two guys – I think would be a good fit. They would communicate. They would talk the same language as we say. So I'm shocked that it hasn't happened. Um, uh, You know, I don't know. I think Harbaugh probably ends up, if he doesn't stay at Michigan, he's going to go to San Diego. That's pretty obvious. And from there, I have no idea. The one that's wild card, I cannot figure out what happened with Mike Vrabel. I think Mike is a great coach. I think he does a great job with the players, uh, the staff. And why his name is not bouncing around like some of these other ones, I'm a little bit lost on that one. So Mike Vrabel, for what it's worth, he did interview today with Atlanta and apparently is getting on a plane to go interview with David Tepper in Carolina for that job. So maybe, Coach, to your point, we'll see this market start to heat up for Mike Vrabel and we'll see if he's going to be a head coach next season. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday talking the National Football League with the coach, Dave Wanstead, on Twitter at Coach Wanstead. And, Coach, we will get to the two games on Championship Sunday in a second. Just wonder if you had a thought on Brian Callahan, the former Bengals offensive coordinator, son of, uh, obviously, former NFL head coach Bill Callahan, who led the Raiders to the Super Bowl in the uh, in the 2002 season with Rich Gannon. Gannon was the MVP that season. Brian Callahan taking over for the fired Mike Vrabel now in Tennessee. Do you have like 30 seconds for us on what we can expect from Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon, the new coach-GM partnership for the Tennessee Titans? And then we'll get to the two games this weekend. Well, they obviously believe that he is a quarterback guy. And and they got a young quarterback, obviously, uh, Levis, so they want him to be taken to the next level 
and probably he'll call the plays. He'll be the offensive coordinator, and he will tutor the quarterback. That is what Tennessee feels they need most at this time. Coach, I, and, and appreciate the uh, the short answer there, so we can save time for the, I think what could be two really, really, really good games, and the the first game, the AFC. Like I know they they swap the order every year, and Nick was saying this on Monday. Like it fe- feels like the main event, and like can't wait for Chiefs and Ravens and the betting market, Coach. I, I don't know if it surprises you or not, just to see how big of a favorite the Ravens have become and how big of an underdog Patrick Mahomes is after obviously going to Buffalo, beating the Bills on Sunday. So the Ravens were like a three three and a half point favorite. Now they're about to be a consensus four-point favorite at home against Kansas City and a low total, so not as much scoring expected as in the second game. Is it is it as simple as in a big spot you trust Mahomes, or is Baltimore maybe a, a team that he can't kind of get over the hump here and, and make it to another Super Bowl? Well, I think there's a couple things here, Kenny. I think that, number one, it, they say low scoring. You know, you got the number one defense scoring defense in the NFL in Baltimore. You got the number two scoring defense in the NFL in Kansas City. So those numbers would lead you to believe low scoring. Uh, both these teams are healthy. I like Baltimore, and I, I like giving up four points. That doesn't bother me. i tell you why. Not just because they're playing at home. I just think that last week, mentally, it was such a huge game for Kansas City to go on the road and win a playoff game. I think that they put – you know, some of the things that we saw Kansas City not do real well offensively, drop passes, uh, handle some of the pressures, they did an outstanding job last week against against the Bills team that was really, really beat up. Let's let's be real. The injuries the Bills had you know, in the last two months of the season were, have been crazy. So, And it came down to a field goal. But I think Kansas City expelled a lot more energy where Baltimore – was it a game against Houston? Sure, it was a game, but they knew they could win this game. They're more talented. You look at the statistics, this defense, Baltimore is the best defense in the National Football League. Points, scoring, sacks, tied for interceptions, third and third down defense. Uh, you know, I, I just think they have too many weapons uh, on offense, and explosive plays, and I think defensively that they're going to find a way to uh, – to make things happen against Patrick Mahomes. All right, so Coach rolling with the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Coach, we got about 60 seconds for your breakdown of the NFC title game. San Francisco, about a a touchdown favorite at home against the Lions. High total in the game, 51 with these two offenses. Do you think Detroit keeps this game close? Blowout win for San Francisco. About a minute here for the NFC Championship game. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I like San Francisco to win, but there's a part of me that's pulling on my heart for with Detroit. Uh, seven points. I don't know if I like that many points. I really don't. I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, I'll tell you the thing that, that concerns me about Detroit. Dan Campbell keeping his composure and not getting caught up with his emotions and making some decisions. And I love Aaron Glenn as a defensive coordinator, but Aaron Glenn, guys, if you hit him on a 10-yard run, he's coming back the next play with a safety fire with Brian Branch or somebody's coming after you. And, and I just hope that he doesn't get caught up in the emotion. So this is a huge game for them. The coaches have to keep, keep maintain and, hey, it's going to be a four-quarter game. Don't do anything that costs you a touchdown early and give San Francisco the lead because if San Francisco gets the lead, now you're playing right into their hands. I like San Francisco, but I think the way they run the ball, Detroit, 
I'm telling you now, they, they are going to be physical with these guys, and that's not what San Francisco likes to do. You know, it's it, they they don't like to line up shoe to shoe and 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 bang bang with you for sixty minutes, and that's what's coming yep. this week with uh, Detroit. Now, so maybe San Francisco to win, but Detroit to cover from Coach coming up in the NFC title game. Coach, we love having you on the show. We know that basically all all year round is busy for you, so we appreciate you taking a couple minutes for us on this Wednesday at Coach Wanstead on Twitter. Enjoy the games this weekend. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys. Thank you. Coming up next, our friend Pete Prisco joins the show, and we'll talk many of the same topics because the NFL is awesome, and so is Pete Prisco.